Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does each and every week is my estranged, long-lost friend, Tim. We've been so estranged and long and a little lost. No, actually, I, I, I fairly knew where I was going most of the time. GPS got you I don't there in the ask, end. I don't, yeah, I don't need to ask for directions anymore. I have the cookie monster telling me where to go now. It's great. Anyway, that's not a <laughs> like a, monster. A, uh, a thing anymore. It was his anniversary. It was on Waze. Oh, you man. Know, this episode of Supergirl brought to you by Waze. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Right. Give us that Waze money. Hi, bud. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Not as good as... I mean, if I was getting directions from the Cookie Monster, I'd be a lot better. But, uh, but uh, you know, considering, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Turn right for cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Right on. I thought you were going to give a Titanic reference, honestly. Oh, you know, my lost friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thought you were. I thought you were going to go like my friend who definitely wouldn't share the door with me, Tim. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man, if we ever we have we done Titanic on Beer with Geeks? I don't know if we have, but you should remember that so. one in case we ever do. <laughs> oh, I will remember that one. <laughs> no, I've definitely done it on Academy Rewind. Oh, that makes but sense. Yeah, not with Beer with Geek. You probably here's what I think. You wouldn't remember making that joke, but you would make that joke again independently, like all over again, because you're very consistent. No, so here's the thing. I I I don't do this often, but I will sometimes listen back to an episode to be like, oh, how are we sounding? What are the things that I don't like that I want to change? Sure, sure. Posting and things like that. But like, I'll say something or you'll say something, and in my brain, I'll think of a response, and then I will say it on the recording. <laughs> I will, I will think the same exact thing over again. And then go, oh, I did say that. Good for me. Good. So consistent. You're very That's consistent. That's what I wanted. I try. I try. Try to be consistent in all things, Frank. That's the key to success, I think. You are. You I don't are know. I'm not very crushing. successful, but it'll it'll pay out one day because I'm consistent. Because yeah. you're consistent. All right. Well, I, I would like to, in the in the name of consistency, I'd like to open up our mailbag and see what's going on in there. Last week, we... Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Please go ahead. Don't let me interrupt. The the sound effect is uh, the sound effect is very important, Frank. Otherwise, how will people know if we open the mailbag? They won't. Uh, They just won't. You're right. right, You're right. Please continue. All right. Ruffled through. All right. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with me. Uh, Last week, we put out the call because the the mailbag was a little light, uh, and so we put out the call. Several of you uh, answered that call at mail at Supergirl TV Talk. Dot com. I want to give a special shout out to Chari. Chari left us uh, just an incredible, incredible theory of the Arrowverse and and what's happening in Crisis. Um, this theory is 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 quite lengthy um, and and involved. I'm actually going to put it in the show notes uh, for those of you who would like to. We don't we don't have time to to read it and pick it apart because uh, there are it's very involved. But I'm going to put it in the show notes because I think people deserve to, a chance to read it. And Chari. Uh, Chari went to the trouble of uh, putting the subject line in the email, hashtag heavy mailbag. Hey guys, first off, I want to thank you for the amazing podcast. I just started listening to season five, episode five, and got to the point where y'all said the mailbag was light, so I thought I would send in my theory for where I think Crisis is leading the DC CW verse. 
Uh, thank you very much, Chari. This is, first of all, hilarious that you uh, decided, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to send them a nice long email. Uh, and we really appreciate it. Like I said, there is so much to pick apart here that I think this is a really good discussion that we're going to uh, let our, I, I want everyone to experience it, but I also want to make sure people can uh, really soak it in the best way possible. So I'm going to put this in the show notes. Please uh, head on over to SupergirlTVTalk.com and click on this episode uh, or look in your podcast player if it has the show notes right there. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to move on to an email that comes from uh, Navigator, our good friend, the Navigator, who hasn't emailed us in quite some time. Good to hear from you again, my friend. Navigator says, hey, guys, on a flight. That's right. Flight of the Navigator. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Hey, guys, long time. No read. I wanted to ask uh, if you've seen that history is about to repeat itself and Lena's tech is going to be used for nefarious purposes. I mean, if Hope has complete control of Eve, how is it that it hasn't warned Lena about Leviathan? If I remember from the comics and even the little bit we saw at the end of last season, they can control people's minds. But now with Lena, they'll be able to put thoughts into people's minds. So her her tech is being used for nefarious purposes sort of again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it does seem odd that if, if Hope, who is completely at lena's uh i don't, I don't know it's, it's, disposal it, yes thank you yeah. is really in complete control of eve then how has hope not figured out what's going on with leviathan and and warned her yet warned lena about leviathan yet uh it it i, I see where navigator is going it seems like is, is it possible is it possible could it be that uh lena is not as in control of the situation as she thinks she is Definitely, because that's, I think, that that's the downfall of the Luthers in, in of itself. Yes, right. Yes. They think they are in control, but in fact, they are not. There is an illusion of, they have an illusion of control. It's the classic technology, it's the classic technology dark side. Yes. You, like, you only have, you only have the illusion. You don't actually have it. We have it. That's what the whole Matrix is franchise built around that concept. You know, that's right. The illusion that you have it controls an illusion, right? So it's just like time. You know, time is a construct. So is your control. So I, I don't know if I don't know if they're directly connected in that. Like, say, like hope is infiltrated by Leviathan early, but probably is. But I think that. The idea is that still so like Lena can't trust anybody this season, right? That's her whole thing. I can't trust anybody. You know, like I didn't trust people before and then I did and I got hurt and I trust again and I didn't and I got hurt. So I can't trust anybody, but her tech is going to turn on her and she's going to have to trust people like to to survive. And I think that's where it's going. So I would say, yes, Lena is not in control. Yeah, that's what I think. And I agree that it is going to be sort of history repeating itself and an- another Luther having their tech be used for purposes they didn't intend it for and it getting out of hand, like be out of their control in a way that they can't, they lose control of it. I think, mm-hmm. I think we are headed for something like that. So I think that navigator is, is on, on point there. All right, good. Thank you, navigator. I hope you had a nice flight. Thank you. Yes. We salute you for your navigation. <laughs> Angelica, Angel Cookie. Angel- Cookie. <laughs> oh my god, it was Cookie Monster the whole time. 
Uh, Angelica writes to us about Dangerous Liaisons. Hi, guys. I really love the show. I just wanted to say, in regards to Lena testing on alien animals versus Earth animals, remember this discussion from last week? Oh, yes. I think it's less about them being alien and more about their ability to do harm. She does say that the lizard thing, don't remember what it's called. Uh, Tim, do you remember what it was called? Kowaki and monkey Tamor- lizard? Uh, <laughs> Tamorian something or other. Nailed it. Kowaki monkey lizard. Uh, she did say yeah. the lizard thing is ten times more dangerous than anything Mandal- on Earth. Maladorian dendo rasp. Kowaki and monkey dendro lizard. Rasp. Um, Kowaki mon- t- what is that from? You keep saying it, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's a uh, salacious crumbs species. From that's Return right. Of the that's right. You said that last <laughs> week, too. You want to talk about consistency. Consistency. We've, we've had this conversation. We had it literally at this time. Last week. You know what's funny? At a certain point, it's not consistency anymore. It's just getting old and forgetting madness. that you said something already. It's madness. Yep. It's, oh, my God. It's just we're in our 30s, and we don't remember what we said and haven't said. Bleh. So she does say the lizard thing is 10 times more dangerous than anything on Earth. I may be biased because Lena is by far my favorite character on the show, but I don't find her quite as evil as you guys seem to. Honestly, I just love that character so much, I can justify every one of her actions in my head. So... This is what Angelica is saying is maybe we were a little too harsh on her for the for the animal thing. Uh, Angelica is saying she can justify anything Lena does because she loves the character so much. I wouldn't go that far. I will say, OK, maybe you have a point about the about the lizard. Maybe that is like that was it was a dangerous creature. And so testing on it maybe is not as ethically dubious as as we as we thought. Maybe I, I will. I will concede that. I do think that Lena is maybe more evil than you're willing to admit because she wants to take away people's freedom of like to choose what what yep. they're going to think and do i mean i could i could rationalize what lena I is mean, doing she's doing too. it ostensibly for good reasons but if you do the wrong thing for the right reason it's usually still the wrong still thing. the wrong yeah. thing right exactly and there's a lot of that in this episode this that's week. right that's right yeah I just wanted to say thanks to Angelica for for that note. Also, she adds, P.S., I always get the 1776 references. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, yes. Love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though not everyone's from Boston, Frank, she still gets the references. All right. Listen, I've got better things to, to do than sit here and listen to you quote yourself. Let's- oh, that was a new one. <laughs> <laughs> There was Tim on his horse, uh, on his on his mic stand. Uh, I like it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, thank you to everybody who emailed us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Uh, we always appreciate everything you have to say. We love reading your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please keep those emails coming. Mail at supergirltvtalk.com or tweet at us at TV Supergirl. We'd love to keep getting your thoughts and keep reading them on the show. That's what this is all about. This is where you get to contribute to the show, so make it good. Send them on over. I, I have one more piece of contribution, Frank, which is something we've, I will admit, on air drop the ball on our giveaway for um, for reviews, Frank. Um, we have over 200 reviews Woo! on iTunes. Let's, let's get a cheer in the air. Cheer. Great. Um and so, Frank, the the end of the you know the end of the first part of the season is is kind of coming to a close at the at the end at the end of December. And so, 
let us i did i say over 200 reviews yes you did or yes i did okay so we're over that mark so we need to choose somebody and we're going to choose them on the crisis on infinite earths episode i like it let's do it let's do it and so just in a couple weeks the winner will be revealed and you can message if you are the winner at that point you can message us for uh you can message us for details and we will ship out your prize sounds fantastic let's do it all right all right let's do it okay we will do that in the meantime so yeah. In the meantime, if you want to support us in other ways, uh, you can help us out over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio, which is how you can contribute uh, a dollar here and there to help these shows keep going, help Supergirl TV Talk keep going, help Beer with Geeks and Hate Watch with us and Loud Women and Batwoman TV Talk and uh, all the other shows on the Thoughtbubble Audio no- Network. Too many to name at this point. You can do that over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. It's as little as a dollar a month is all it takes. Many of you are already doing that, and we love you and, and appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contributions. You people are the best. And if you want to be among the best, then head on over and think about uh, kicking a little donation our way for the uh, for the work that we put into these shows. In the meantime, Tim, I would love to hear a little bit uh, about this week's episode. Tell me the deets. What's What's going on? What happened? Well, where Frank, am I? This ep- what year this, is it? You are in the year 2019. You are sitting at home. Your name is Frank Consuela Northlander. Mm-hmm. Yep, this mm-hmm. is all true. Yep, all true. Good, excellent. Your um, first name comes from the Hebrew word Francois, meaning French. Mm. And uh, and uh, this episode is season is from season five, episode six, episode title "Confidence Women." Written by Dana Horgan and Nikki Holcomb and directed by Shannon Coley. Frank, before we start, I have to say last week we talked a little bit about how we weren't super thrilled with the direction of this season so far. This episode, nice little bit of proving us wrong, I think. <laughs> nice, yes. Yeah, I, I super dug this episode. It or it was very much in the style of the Adrian Liberty uh, episode That's from right. last season. Which I think was episode seven, so we're about... Maybe episode five. So we're like kind of right in the zone of 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 the time frame from last from last year's last season's show. And this one took it a little bit further and we didn't just get one character's backstory, but we got several characters. We even got a lot of illumination on Lena, which is something I thought we had, and then I realized that I was like, Oh, this is what I was missing. I didn't even realize I wanted this information. And so I was quite, I was tickled pink, Frank, um, mostly because I'm Irish and my foot. That's true. That does happen. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's unfortunate yeah, that it happens. A, that, is, that is the thing. So let's talk about that it was a good bit. Yes. Because I, I have more Storytime Village, you know, the themes, theme time village than, <laughs> uh, than that was a, than that was a good bit. So let's do, well, that was a good bit. A, a Kratos attack on the DEO at the beginning. Very Nightcrawler from X Two, mm. X Men United. I really enjoyed that. It was it was cool, very well done. Good use of shadows in the way that Game of Thrones did not use shadows well. So I'm going to give props to Supergirl where I will not give them to Game of Thrones. So there we go. That's Never saying a lot. I'd say that because they're wildly different 
Um, but here we are in comparison land. So that was one of mine. What's one of yours? Uh, did you do writers and director? Did I miss that? Yes, you did miss okay. it. You literally, I did say it. Uh, the reason I ask, I can say it again. No, no, yeah. no, no. You're good. Uh, the reason I ask is because I spent a, I spent a second there. Uh, I definitely got distracted because I was like, wait, Shannon Coley and Raul Coley was in this episode. Is there any relation? But I, I can't. No, 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 none that I can find. Um, and Shannon's hmm. uh, directed several episodes at this point. So, uh, oh. but yes, this are was. They, are they spell? Are they spelled differently? They're spelled or the same. They're spelled the same. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, I cannot find it unless I'm unless I'm horribly mistaken and someone's going to correct me. I'm not seeing any um, any relation between the two. So got nothing. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, I want to I want to say, yeah, so I, I did love the Akrata attack at the beginning it is very, very like Nightcrawler. It was very, uh, very beautifully shot. I liked I loved the way it was shot. Which makes sense because mm-hmm. Shannon Coley is a cinematographer, so um, it makes a lot. That's like her background, so it makes a lot gotcha. of sense that this would be one of the more you know there'd be a lot of attention paid, a particular in particular to uh, to how sequences like that are are, are shot in this episode. Um, obviously, the whole flashback mechanism for me was a big was a big thing. Was a just it, it's not really a bit, but it was a something that we had been talking about all season long hoping for mm-hmm. something like that specifically for William Day and we got sort of a 10 minute version of that last week this time though we got a full episode essentially filling in the backstory of of Lena and Andrea's friendship uh and everything that transpired in their past and it was a really great way of filling in some blanks blanks that we didn't even necessarily know were there Right, where with William Day, there's all kinds of mystery around him, and we didn't realize the depths of the mystery that were around this relationship between these two, uh, outside of a business relationship, outside of Lena selling Catco. Mm-hmm. We really didn't know how just how deep their relationship went. There were some hints here and there, but it didn't really. This really expanded on that and made it really clear where where they all were coming from. So. Uh, I, I loved I loved that device. We'll talk about it more, but I love just the fact that we we got more of that as a device. Me too. I thought the their friendship episode, this flashback friendship episode, kind of mirrored the Alex Cara flashback Midvale episode. You know, the Midvale like uh, Midvale High, like we're gonna solve a mystery episode. Uh, it it was, it was in a weird way rather formatted like that, which kind of maybe subconsciously mirrors or juxtaposes the closeness that they had that we have not seen that were breaking apart you know we have the luxury of seeing Kara and Alex together all the time and we know the 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 depth of their relationship but sometimes you have to like tell people about that and I thought this episode did that did that rather well um Raul Coley you mentioned him already he's back and he's Jack ah, he's Jack Jack's back Jack's back Raul's back I liked this bit of backstory because he he flitted in and out so quickly years ago. Jeez, season know, two. That season two, and so that was so nice to. It was nice to what I shows typically have a don't always go back and reference themselves. You know, so much that uh, apart from like big bads or you know these big events or something like that. But Raul uh, or Jack was a um, smaller character, really in the in the grand scope of the show. And so for for them to take the effort to bring back 
to bring him back. I, I enjoyed that. But it also gives texture to that episode and how Lena basically just was like, Smellia, Luther name's more important than you, even though we actually, I, even though you kind of did me a solid and made me emotionally stable. At, so not made me emotionally stable, but you know what I mean? Like, he helped her. Mm-hmm. They Like, when they needed it, when she needed him, and then she is like, nope, gotta go. But then it also layers, like, the, like, the terror that, like, Lex almost, like, like, PTSD-type qualities that, like, Lena has just from Lex, you know, this, you know, I have to save the Luther name, and I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I have to do this. We'll get into all of that, but I just liked that he was back. Um, uh, I did, this is not so much an enjoying bit, but ironically enjoyed that Leviathan was like, don't tell anyone about this coin. Wears it as a necklace. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, I would very much say that's a good, that's like the quintessential good bit, is the little things that were like, we don't really, it's not a story beat, but this is funny. Yeah, like, well, I wouldn't necessarily call it good, yeah, which is why, I guess, I guess. Yeah, it was more like a real big, but I guess that's a Kara, like real big error on her part. Yeah. Like, she's like, I don't have pockets. I wear dresses. Right. Pockets barely have dresses. I have to wear it as a necklace. <laughs> Let me wear the. You know what? Hidden in plain sight is the best. Is the best place. Uh, that's that's just the best. The best way to do it. So so there you go. I yeah. was not expecting to see our good friend John Cryer back as Lex Luthor in this episode. Me, me either. Excellent use of the deleted scene from his time on Supergirl with a Superman hologram. And things like that, where she's like, you're going to destroy Superman or what? He's like, yes, this is what Luther Corp's about now. Things like that. Because that's uh, because that scene was in all the commercials yes. for his crossover, the Superman hologram, and it never showed up. So I loved that they reused a lot of that footage, some production stills of him. Like that, it, it was it was fun to see him again without having to bring back John Cryer because he was so essential to her backstory, to Lena's backstory. So now that he's there, like even not even just his name, but to see him again to like incorporate those scenes together. That actually that scene after her kidnapping and Lex gets arrested, there's a really nice invisible cut that like changes to like a new scene where Jack comes in. He's like, hey, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. All this. Let's get out of here. All this stuff. Smooth, Um, seamless. Real, really smooth, seamless transition. I, I quite enjoyed that because I don't think John Cryer came back for anything. Everything that we watched was just footage that he had already shot last season. I think so. I think it's all season four footage they were able to repurpose and, and build a story around. It kind of like, you know, kind of makes me think of what they're doing right now with Star Wars Episode Nine and Carrie Fisher. Sort of like, yes. okay, here's the footage we have to work with. Uh, can we tell a story with this? That's maybe not the story we were originally going to tell. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Feels like a similar sort of um, very resourceful use of the uh, of the materials that they had. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that very much. And I was I was shocked to see him. I was not not expecting that. They didn't promo him really at all. Like I was very surprised, very pleasantly surprised. That was a good bit. I agree. And that was uh, pretty much the end of my good bits. Well, I guess I, this kind of ties into the themes again. This one was like, there weren't really good bits because the whole episode was like a, just a good bit. You know, the whole episode was good. But the I like using Lex's trial as the reason for Lena to go to National City. Like this like launching point 
which I didn't really think about last season at all that like the timeline kind of corresponded together, but mm. she was like, I got to get out of Metropolis. I'm a Luther and a this, and I've got to go change it. I've got to go rebuild the family name. But then she's literally using Supergirl from the beginning. She's like, I'm going to be the Luther that works with a Kryptonian instead of against them. And I'm like, you've been using her this whole time. And you're upset that Kara lied to you and didn't tell her yeah. her identity. But this was your reason for moving to National City, like the hypocrisy. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Because you're absolutely right. She is using car. She's using Supergirl's image, public image, to boost mm-hmm. her own and to boost her company's her family name or company's name. She moves to National City. She changes the company's name to L Corp, and says like, you know, we're not really associated with the Luther Corp that my brother ran anymore. Like we're 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 changing we're changing our ways. Really, she's she's using it for publicity for PR. I guess it's not the worst thing she's doing. She's she's doing it for for good reasons, but it is a little. In retrospect, it's a little bit like you have less of a leg to stand on being being mad at Kara. Then again, then again, if the whole reason she moved to National City was because of the supers, and then a super sort of betrays her, I I I, I guess there is some something to uh, you can see where she would be upset. But she does oh, need to kind of take yeah. a look in the mirror and realize mm-hmm. that, you know, you were using her to begin with. So kind of comes out in the wash, maybe. Yeah, but I, I definitely agree with all of that. And but I think Lean is also not very good about looking at the laundry, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because she's so rich, she has servants to do it and stuff. But also, um, <laughs> but she like she's not good at looking at what she's doing now. She's like, I want to take away people's freedom of choice. You know, like, right? Want to? You want to? You want to just take an examine what you're doing there for a hot sec? You know, but you know that's what people do though when they're where when they're entrenched in something, especially when they're not supposed to be. They'll tell themselves anything to keep going. This is so, true. This is this is yeah. very very true. But it, that's that's one of the the things that is interesting as we watch her potential sort of descent into being a villain is that she she still thinks she's the good guy right and that's that's what some of the best that's what the luthers do and that's what many of the the best villains do i agree and i think you touched on something this is not her being a villain this is her descent to villainy but i think that the like the flip here is that lex descended to villainy and because he already kind of was villainous but lena in is not him and she is not a Luther in in that way. And I think we're going to see like her ascendancy again. And like maybe next season will be the, the rebuilding of fractured relationship. You know, how do you make men? So then she's got to work on it from the other side. I love, I love that concept. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, season, season long arcs are good, but it's better when they even can go a step further from there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, that's, that's the end of a good, the good bit segment and we have no professor comics corner uh this week because we've kind of talked about everything that's was present in this episode in this episode already so you know akrata and leviathan and all that stuff we've we've rip roar we've talked about all of that already so storytime village let's do it storytime right. village let's let's head over get over get over get over Oh, hello, Mr. Overreliance on technology slash the dark side of technology. How are you today? Do you have a couple of moments to talk about the examples that I found in the episode? <laughs> Do you have a couple of minutes to talk about our Lord and Savior, Rip Roar? 
<laughs> oh no, he well, he's not he's not that. You like, wouldn't like him. No, 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 not that at all. But I I I like this idea that Rip Roar's tech is going to kill him if it's removed. So he's got he's stuck with it. Talk about ultimate dark side. Can you imagine like you put on your smartwatch and all of a sudden you're like if you take that off you'll die. Yeah, I've definitely never felt like that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely not. haven't left it. I definitely haven't left yep. it at home and didn't want to die immediately. Definitely yes, didn't consider turning around and going home halfway to work. Definitely not. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that, except that it really will kill you. It, also yeah. you get cool octopus arm. So whatever. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Almost worth it just for that. Indeed. Uh, Lord Industries is back in a big way, in a small way, but probably a big way, but definitely a small way. I love that it's back. And in and uh, in this fight for a better phone, they in the back the flashback they kind of ruin the the Rojas phone thing where the it's four times faster. But then the classic cell phone company exploding phones, classic Mac. So so you know. Real, real. This felt like Law and Order, ripped from the headlock. It really did. It really <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real, real lucky break. Real lucky break for the Rojas uh, Corporation or whatever they were. Lucky or ski. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of love that they were in Argentina because my mother's from there. So that gave me a <gasps> that made me happy. That's nice. You're Argentini. No, I did. My mother was born there. So she's our. Yes, but her parents came there from Italy, so. Oh, okay. So she, so you have no Argentinian blood, right? Gotcha. I'm I'm caught up now. Yes, I I knew that. You knew but, that way back. Yeah, in, the, in your mind. Grace. But I got but I got like real confused for a second. <laughs> but, Is there a whole backstory about Frank? I don't know. Yeah, where's my episode six backstory <laughs> on Frank? <laughs> like next week. All right, here's what we're gonna do. During the there were holes that I didn't know that needed to be filled on your life story. <laughs> During the hiatus, we're gonna do a whole backstory of how Tim and I met, and then we're gonna pick a winner for our uh, Apple podcast giveaway and all this other stuff. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, on uh, I do really like so the Andrea's origin story, right? You know this whole, you know, friendship and going down the tunnel thingy and all that stuff. We'll talk about that later. But I, I kind of love the juxtaposition of Akrata's origin story being magic, but she's the head of a giant tech company. You know, so I, I do, I do really enjoy this. You know. It's the dark side of tech, but there's also magic involved in this, which is, you yes. know, Kryptonians are no good against magic. Not, so. yeah, it's one of the, people forget, Kryptonians have a couple of weaknesses. Yes, they have kryptonite, but they're also, oh, another weakness of theirs is magic. If they're, like, if we're talking about, like, Zatanna, or we're talking about a, you know, fifth dimensional being or whatever who has the power of magic, they're, they, they can't fight it. They can't fight it, so it's a it's a good reminder, a good thing worth remembering. It is, it is. I I enjoyed that. Uh, let's talk about uh, secrets and hold on. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for thank you for your time, um, Mister Dark Side of Technology. <laughs> Hello, secrets and trusts, and their use for good and evil. How are you today? I'm here to talk about Supergirl. Do you have a few minutes? 
I'll sure. take your silence as a resounding sure. yes. Okay, Come on, great. this might as well happen. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've never thought about this format before. <laughs> Let's never do this again. Please. I'm going to do it every week for the rest of the show. <laughs> I hope this is one of those things that you forget, and then next week you're like, you know what would be a really funny idea I'm thinking of just now? A creaky door for every theme. Consistency. Yeah. Re- re- remember, Frank, you're the one making the creaky door sound. It's you true. can just say hello. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not asking you to make sound effects here. Um. Andrea goes to Lena for help against Leviathan, right? She doesn't, she, she has to go, um, kill Riproar in the DEO, according to Leviathan, but instead she, she, she doesn't quite get there. Um, and so she goes to, on, she goes to Lena for help and, cause she wants to save Riproar instead of killing him. So, like, this episode really sets up, like, this site of this, I've got secrets, but I'm gonna lay them all out on the table for you. You know, and also on this, Shades of villainy type of type of thing, you know, like I'm not as bad as I appear to be, just like William wasn't as bad as he appeared to be, and True. all of this stuff. So who is as bad as they appear to be? Mm. That's the secret that needs. That's the question that needs answering. Leviathan. You know, maybe it's maybe it's Leviathan. It probably is. Maybe it's Lena. Maybe it's Malefic, who wasn't in this episode at all. Mm, True. How far down? So that that you do raise an interesting question there. We see a lot of people this season who are doing bad things, but they're sort of being put up to it, mm. right? They're doing it for someone else's protection or or because they are someone's someone's forcing them in, someone's forcing their hand in some way against their will, right? We've seen it with Andrea and and William. So how far down does this go? Because it seemed like Andrea was pretty evil. But now when we look deeper, she's got some murky reasons for doing what she does. Mm-hmm. Same with William. So how far down does this go? Does does is the the old lady from Leviathan is she also just doing this to to to, to make sure that her grandchildren get fed? Like what's who's who's putting whom up to what and who's sort of the mastermind behind the whole thing? Yeah, those are those are great questions. I mean, out of these intent intense complexities intense simplicities have to emerge right you know they have to they have to be something and they have to be filled with some kind of dramatic tension so but they they are going to be simple when we hear them we're gonna go yeah that makes sense i wish i had thought of that yep yeah did you like my winston churchill quote i did i appreciated that i was like is that did you just made that up or where did that come from that's good that's good no that was not a new one that was winston churchill (laughs) i look forward to you quoting that again sometime soon i will i just happened to be playing with this little pocket winston churchill book i see that and my my finger like fell open on that and i was like oh this is directly related to what we're talking about i'll try it again when I was called upon to be prime minister, now nearly two years ago, there were not that many applicants for the job. Since then, perhaps the market has improved. Nope. <laughs> nope. Doesn't fit. Nope. It didn't fit. Nope. I was that's, one for one. That's Andrea right. Rojas talking about the, being the head of CADCO. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new segment. Winston Churchill quote of the week. Does it apply? Because <laughs> Cat Grant left us hanging. So yeah, we got to so do we gotta something. Do, we got to do something. Mm, oh, yeah. Man. Oh well. Okay, I great. miss the Cat Grant quote of the week. I really I do. do. They mentioned her this episode, and I was like, "Oh, Cat Grant, I know. I miss you." I know. You know what? It's funny because the show does feel like very cohesive with it. The people that have like come and gone, and be, you know, like all the stuff. Like so, it does feel cohesive and you know 
good and stately and you know all this stuff, whatever, however you want to describe Supergirl. But I do miss that the charm of certain characters and what they brought, you know, like so. Brainy is Brainy is great. I miss when Brainy is great. They're not comparable. They're the similar type, but not comparable. Um, but there is nobody that fits the Cat Grant model the same way. You know, because yes, she's the boss and Andrea Rojas, but but there's a there was a quality to her per, uh, personality that is not that right. has not been matched yet, and that's yeah. that's what I miss. The closest we ever got was Snapper Carr. Like he was the closest sort of. He was trying to fill the same role, and he was being kind of a mentor, but also holding Car at arm's length. And he was a reporter, and he, you know, like he was. He had some of the same in the similar way that Brainy is the same role as Win, but they're not the same character at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's sort of the same thing. They filled similar shoes, but not not the same at all. Agreed. Do you think Snapper still works for Catco? Is he just down there still making a magazine? Like we're, we're talking about technology now. Get on it. Snapper's yeah. over on uh, the morning show on Apple TV now. <gasps> Is he? Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. Dean Gomez. Yep. In, uh, married to Neovardos, right? Uh, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From a big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, man. Yeah, she just did a voice in the new DC animated Wonder Woman movie. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, the hmm. movie wasn't that exciting, but it's exciting no. she was in it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Let's get back to Supergirl. So cover-ups, uh, secrecy. Cover-ups. Andrea's Leviathan secret is the reason for Rip Roar. Um, <gasps> gasp. She created gasp. the very thing she hates. Yeah, herself. No, wait, no, yeah. that's not right. Um, she, she does. It's it's this big like I'm doing it to save people's lives thing, right? That's the whole thing, which was like, which is huge because like. After all of this, like, I'm doing it to save your life, and he's not anything. Take, like, take the, almost like the take me instead kind of thing. And then he forgives her. He's like, nah, it's going to be it's gonna be okay. And then he dies. After all of that, Leviathan just kills him. That's crazy. Nuts. A crazy. Do you think he's dead? No. No, I don't. No. But, you know. Show me the body. No, his, his design was too cool. Exactly. Um, he's, not, he's not dead yet. Um, I'm not dead. Yeah, I feel happy. Um, my there he is. He's not dead yet. Yeah, I guess he is. He's not quite um, dead. Well, he's not quite dead. The um, the secret's interesting. That it's, I can't believe that Lena, her manipulation game is like way up here. You can't see because it's an audio podcast, but it's like way up top, past where your eyebrows are. I'm and, sorry. I just I listened to your Academy Rewind recently. We were talking about the imitation game, and now you're saying the manipulation game. And I'm like picturing a movie poster that's <laughs> modeled on it's just, the imitation game. It's just it's instead of instead of Benedict Cumberbatch standing in front of the computer he created, it's just Lena standing in front of Hope. Hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With it. green eyes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. A lot of lot of eye-changing in this season. Yeah, that's right. Of, um, so Lena manipulates Andrea into Catco and National City, which I thought was crazy. Like, I... Like, up until this episode, we were like, oh, Andrea, you're gonna be... You're such a bother for Lena and all this stuff, but that's how Lena wants it. She manip- She she got everybody to the place that she wanted them to get to. It's all oh. part of her master plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's all going as she has full seat. Um, 
Lena says that she forgives Andrea, you know, and she's going to help Andrea rescue Russell. And, but it's it's just all to get the medallion, you know. So she's like, our she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, this power is a curse, and she's like, our friendship was the curse. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, Ugh, there is some there is some real painful backstabby stuff here. It's very Luther esque. Mm-hmm. But how far back does this like medallion thing go? Even you know because like it says Leviathan on it, and they're going to use E's memories to get information about Leviathan. Selena's so uh, like Supergirl's like just learning the name Leviathan, and Lena's already like got my info on them. Yeah, I wrote the Wikipedia page on them. Please, old yes, news I caught up. So I wonder how far back does Leviathan go? Because I are we going to get a Leviathan backstory episode? I that would be cool. Would love that. You know, these secret societies don't exist in, like, a couple of days. So if they're everywhere, they've been everywhere for a long time. Exactly. It goes, again, how deep does it go, right? It's almost like, it's almost like, yeah. I, like, I, I really want to know how deep this whole conspiracy goes and who's involved and, like, does this go, does they are, are, is there government involved? Like, what, what what's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about this uh, Shades of Villainy. Oh, thank you for anticipating my visit. Um, I'm here to talk about Shades of Villainy. Can I come in? Yes. Thank you. You don't seem very happy about it, even though you opened the door before I even left the last house. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the best part about that, I had forgotten to do the sound effects, and you opening the door reminded me. I just, I walked right into that, and then you walked into my door. Yep, you did it to yourself. <laughs> so anyway, self-inflicted shade, wound. This, so this whole thing is this whole episode is basically the Laird flashback friendship of Akrata and Lena, right? And so we have their their meeting at school, and they both love Titanic, which is great because they're late '90s kids, which is yes. awesome. Early do that. They are supposed to be our age. Yes, right. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Ish, ish. Yeah, our they're age-ish. our generation for sure. Like, Definitely, like within a, a couple year margin of error. But I saw somebody say that Lena might. Lena is between like twenty six and like thirty two. Okay, based okay. on clues that, they piece together. Okay, do we do we know how do we know how old Andre is supposed to be? Because she presents herself, at, um, like on the on the older side, the way she kind of holds herself and interacts with people. And, you know, she doesn't strike me as like, a. am 25 and just, she's made... very poised. I know what you mean, but I, but I yeah. think that they're about the same age based on, you know, what they looked like when they were younger. Also, where did Lena's accent come from? Because she didn't have it when she was younger. <laughs> I don't know. She got it. I don't. Did she spent some time in Ireland and come back with that. What happened? I don't know what a great question. Anyhow, I, yeah, that's a great question. Um, the one one that needs one that needs answering. Yeah. If you if you'd like to, if you'd anyway, like to venture. we spent plenty of time in the early days of this podcast trying to figure out how old people were. I think we spent Indeed. like many episodes figuring out how old Kara was. And actually, I just figured it out. If you if you'd be so kind as to sure. to walk me down to walk down this aisle, um, Katie McGrath is thirty six. Okay. Wow. Um yeah, and she uh she she, she was born in 1983. Um and 
Um, Julie Gonzalo, who plays on Andrea Rojas, was born in 81, so she's 38. So they actually really are hmm. like the same. They are of the same age. There you go. In generation. They would have been at school together and like the whole nine yards. So they really are cast as equals. Which that I fits. Really, uh, that fits. I like it. And now, people on TV always are generally older than the age they play. That's why high schoolers look like they're in college and then so on and so forth. Look Looking there. at you, Toby McGuire. Exactly. Looking at you, Tom Welling. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Toby McGuire. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I Science forgot award. what I was going to say. Shades of villainy. Anyway, um, I think we can include Lex in here, though. I have a question about Lex's flashback, actually. Okay. Um, you know, Lex is like, we got to retool Luther Corp to kill Superman, you know, help or you're fired kind of thing. Yes. You know, that's, that's the, this is, that says that five years ago. So that's when Supergirl first premiered. But the dialogue says, you know, like, we just met this man, you know, we alien contact, so on and so forth. So. That's just because it's a, like it was an extra c- delete scene, right? But yeah, they, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think it's a little bit of a continuity error. That's yeah, because it was a reused piece yeah. of footage. So I wouldn't dwell too much on that. I would just sort of yeah. sweep that one under the rug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really, my head canon says that you could say you could talk about Fort Roz that way if they did it in like vaguely the way of like. We are introduced to a lot of aliens right now because of the Fort La- Roz re- release from Could season one. Could be that. You know, Could be because... that, but not enough Not enough to confirm it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's but all. That's that could be a headcanon that works. I don't see anything that jumps out of me that would say that doesn't work. Just, just knowing that it's like the deleted scene, that kind of yeah. fixes that kind of fixes all those problems. So anyway, um, Akrata is forced to work for a Leviathan, you know. So I, my question is... It, are her motivations as ter- as Akrata, are they super terrible because she's forced to do this to keep her father alive and her company and all this stuff? It's the same as like as the email said, you know, like you know, like you can um you can justify Lena's actions. So can you justify Akrata? Uh, I mean, look what she's been doing for Leviathan. She snapped that guy's neck. Yeah, and yeah. and why? Because they told her to. Yeah, not the best reason. No, no, I don't love it. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say no that like you can't justify her actions. Yeah, um, I want to know more. Like, why? Because Leviathan is supposed to kind of fight with these like shades of evil. Leviathan's like ultimate evil. And then, like, you kind of go, like, and then maybe it's a Krata, and then maybe it's Lena, because you won't kill people, and Malefic thrown in there somewhere. And it's, like, all these different varieties. But I want to know, how did a Krata know? I mean, how did Leviathan know that they were going to be in that cave? And then why is that coin, say, uh, Leviathan on it? So where does that original story that sends Andrea and Lena, where does that come from? In the first place, because her mom told her, Lena's mom told her that story. So was her mom Leviathan? You know, maybe. I, w- would you be surprised? I no, wouldn't. This point, no, because they're, quote, everywhere. So, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, because there was a contact, like, flashback. You know what I mean? 
Like, and so that to me means, oh, you cast somebody as her mom, which means we will be seeing you again. I would think so. I would think so. Also, you know, just really straightforward, you know, it starts with an L. So Leviathan Luther or her real mother, her birth mother. Oh, her birth her. mother. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I see. Uh, sorry. I was, I was thinking about, uh, uh, Lillian. Lillian. Yeah. Um, Oh right, because did they cast somebody? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, oh, that would be interesting if if that sort of has her whole journey. Because this is what I'm saying: how far back does it go? How deep does this conspiracy go? I don't know, but I love a good mystery, and it's right now it's really shaping up into the mystery. Like we've we've set our stage, and hopefully this hopefully this trend continues. Uh, I just have one more. I have one more house to visit, if you don't mind. Hello, I'm talking. I'm talking about everyone's funnest topic in the whole world: the integrity of journalism. Do you have two seconds? Walk this way. Oh, okay. Just oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lena is responsible for Catco's new direction. That's the entire. You know, like Andrea's like, we're gonna market this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do. You know, like and everyone's like, boo, Andrea. It was Lena's idea. Andrea was like, I wouldn't have even thought of that. And Lena boo, the whole time. I, I, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. It was Mrs. Doubt, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. I do. You know, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. So you the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. It's a great. <laughs> it was just on TV a few weeks ago, and I caught was a, it a big chunk at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, uh, so fun. A movie that shouldn't work, but it somehow does. Right. This is true. This shouldn't is true. work. Parts of it have not aged great, I will say. I'm but, sure they have not. But mm. but still still has a lot of a lot of nostalgic value for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Natural. I like a one. <laughs> <laughs> like the bus driver. <laughs> oh, so creepy. Oh, so, so weird. Creepy. But anyway. yes, Lena is responsible for this new direction, which uh, to me just proves that she's evil. No, I'm kidding. But it, mm-hmm. it's it, it's one of the things that I hated most about Andrea, and now it's actually Lena who's behind it. Yeah, I mean, and Andrea could have been like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. But she's also the person that's like, yeah, I'll be Leviathan. No problem. What do you think about it? the power being in her and the coin only activated it? So that coin is actually a piece of technology, maybe. Maybe it's not magic at all. You know, where, you know, that activates some kind of metagene within you. That could be. I saw it more as, like, the magic was, like, latent within her and and was activated by the coin. That was how I read that situation. You know, there was something. The coin was waiting for the right, uh, you know, I don't know, like a sword in the stone type of thing. Like, only the right. Or or, or Thor's, like, Mjolnir. Thor's hammer, right? Like, Mm -hmm. only the right person who is i don't want to say worthy in this case but you get what i mean um can activate the coin that was how i how i read that it was waiting for the right person uh to come along after all these centuries when the right coin comes along you must tap it tap it good boom 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 yes anyway yeah frank i'm out of things to say all right um what do you have to say uh well <clears throat> as for the integrity of journalism I think that's I think that's it that we can close that door chunk Um sorry ooh didn't mean to slam it in your face that was oh, oh that's that's okay I'll okay. just get I'll just get onto my bike <laughs> <laughs>
ding, ding. Your bike sounds a lot like the mailbag. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we should not have this much. Fun. Actually, we should. Um, but, uh, no, I, 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 I feel like that mostly covers it. Um, I, I felt. Uh, I, I enjoyed, like you said, I enjoyed this episode more than I had enjoyed recent episodes. I was not expecting this kind of backstory on these characters. Did not expect them to be so intertwined to this extent. And I'm, I like it. I'm into it. This is going to have a yep. lot of implications going forward now. Now that we know this. Tons. Tons of implications going forward. It's also, and- you know, Kara. Kara, now, if and when she learns any of this. We'll have many, many bigger reasons to be feel betrayed by Lena than Lena does right now about the Supergirl thing. It's one thing that, like, I didn't tell you my secret identity that I don't tell anybody. It's another to be like, yeah, I sold your workplace and turned it into this, this, you know, BuzzFeed, like, just, like, former shadow of its former self and lied to you about it. while you were getting me lunch from around the world um while you're coming clean on your secret and trying to make amends i'm keeping bigger secrets and doubling down and lying to you more about them Mm -hmm. exactly yeah i'm sorry she is not blameless and she's got a haughty attitude about something that didn't even really hurt her you know you know, it was out of protection and love and, like, all of this stuff. And, like, she's the one that's, like, getting every... You know what I mean? It's not like Kara's like, huh, I'm going to screw Lena over by not telling her. Right. Right. So this... Yeah, it is silly. Silly. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's out of... It's disproportionate. Like, what Lena is doing, I feel, is way worse than what, than what Kara did. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. But I believe that we are also um, built... To and the, and the show is a lot of ways built to for you to think that because you saw Hara's side of everything and not Lena's side, so you're you're programmed, you know, on this program to have to be on Kara's side for sure. For sure, we're going to be more biased in Kara's favor, and I guess what I'm saying is it's working, and I am. Yes, well done, writers. Well done, uh, Frank. You want to take us out, and then we'll do trailer TV talk. Sounds good. We'll be talking about the trailer for next week in some detail. So if you don't want to hear that, this is where you get off. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show at SupergirlTVTalk.com or ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can support us at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. You can find this show in uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or anywhere podcasts are found. Please leave us a rating or review if you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we will be, as Tim said, we'll be selecting someone from uh, our 200 uh, plus Apple podcast reviews to win a bundle of some some comic book goodies. So uh, stay tuned for that during our crisis coverage uh, coming in December. You can check out our other shows at Patreon at, at well, at Patreon.com. Yes, but at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at TV Supergirl on Instagram at Supergirl TV Talk. Those are all the best ways to find us. Thank you so much for listening. Tim, would you like to launch into some trailer TV talk? I would be thrilled to do so. <laughs> Supergirl fights an immortal? Question mark. Do we know who this person is? Hard to tell, not really sure. Hard to I say. To, yeah, I'm not I 
the episode doesn't give a lot. Basically, that probably their fighting is is superb because they've been around for a long time. And Kara's like, I need to be ready. So she's you know gonna learn how to fight. You know, again, even though you know, use your cape, Kara. You know, right. Remember those cape thing. tricks you learned? Yeah. Do that. Why did um, we so spend anyway. so much time in the cape tricks? If we're not, we never even saw them again. We saw yeah, them like I once. If it's I know. Sense. Use it again. I think you use it once this season, actually. Maybe, but like not to the extent that they trained. Anyway, um, the, the description for the episode uh, reads, Sometimes the person you would take a bullet for is standing behind the trigger. Supergirl finally learns the truth about Lena while tangling with Leviathan. John Jones makes a discovery about his brother's whereabouts. So, Supergirl's okay. finally going to learn the truth about Lena. Wow. Wow. So Which of the many the truths? Truth, the truths. So, she's going to learn the truth about Lena, and then we have one more episode, and then the crisis. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, wow. there's one more between now and the crisis. It does seem like... It does seem like the kind of reveal we we would normally get, like, the week before crisis. Like, before the... You know, sort of as, as the mid-season cliffhanger. But I wonder if there's a pre-crisis lead-up before crisis on on the one of those Supergirl episodes. That could be uh, uh, because I know that I mean Flash and Arrow certainly have. I can tell you the I can tell you the episode title of um of episode eight, but it doesn't really tell me anything. Two episodes from now, yeah, yeah. Episode eight is the the Wrath of Rama Khan, mm-hmm. so which doesn't doesn't really tell you anything and then tremors is next week so i i don't know tremors in the relationship perhaps you know oh my gosh what's gonna happen frank this episode kind of reinvigorated you know some some supergirl forlornness um but i i mean trailers never really show what the i mean like please the trailer for this week's episode was like the DEO gets attacked, and that's like the smallest part of the whole episode. I know, so. really. Yeah, that trailer didn't didn't give us really. I mean, it didn't give us Lex Luthor. I know, which is. I mean, actually, I was very satisfied that it gave us Lex. Luthor. Me too. I mean, yes, me too. But it, but surprising, right? You, that's normally the kind of thing they would promo and get you excited sure. about Lux coming back. Sure. Uh, but yeah, they they have been sort of pulling their punches with the trailers this season. The trailers are not telling us much. Um, kind of doing themselves a disservice in a way, especially this week. I feel like they could have they could have stood to give us a little bit more of an idea of what this week's episode was going to be about with the trailer, and they didn't really do that. So it, it makes you wonder, like, well, if they didn't tell us much about this week, and I really enjoyed this week, then maybe the same thing is possible next week. You know? Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But yeah, it's all it's all good in the hood, Frank. So uh, do you have any do you have any final thoughts, final words, final say sos? No, sir. That just about wraps it up for me. I'm ready to. I'm ready to close the door, not in your face, uh, and uh, and say goodbye until next week. All right, sounds good. Well, then, until next time, up, up, and away. <laughs> yeah, you look out that door. Look at that person flying away. Yeah, you up look there. up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that is not a bird. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs>